Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. It's one of the primary emotions that all of us have experienced and have felt throughout 2020. From early childhood to adulthood, we've all had, at one time or another, struggle with this emotion. It's called fear. Fear. Now, you and I can try to play the tough guy and act tough and disguise it with different words, maybe such as uncertainty or we're concerned. But the reality is it's still fear that grips us. And like many other issues that we face in this complicated life, fear is actually a necessary part of our life. Do you know that? That it's okay to have some form of fear? It's when we allow fear to lead us or control our lives that we tend to live under the control or the spirit of fear, which is not good. And so all fear is not bad, but when it leads and controls us, it is. And so you might wonder, how could fear be a good thing? I've always heard that it was bad. Well, I want to tell you about a woman who struggles with a very unique disease called UA disease. You might say, what are the symptoms? Well, just one, fearlessness. That's right. The part of the brain that produces and processes fear is swollen and is unable to process it. Scientists have protected her identity just by referring to her as SM. They protect her identity because, as you can imagine, being without fear can be very, very dangerous. She's been threatened on many occasions and many situations, and so she has to be under constant supervision. Her lack of ability to process fear puts her in situations with no social awareness of what she is saying or even her personal space. She doesn't look both ways before crossing the street, and so it can become very dangerous. There's nothing in her mind that tells her to leave a different, a dangerous situation. You don't quite realize the importance of having healthy fear in your life sometimes, but it's very, very important until you observe someone like her who doesn't have it. They don't experience it. Now, when you understand that and you realize that there's always an element of truth in the fear that we experience, then what happens is you understand that fear can be a good thing, but when fear controls those fears, then it's a bad thing because we allow ourselves to be governed by the spirit of fear. And we don't want that. Here's what the Apostle Paul has to say. God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. What's he saying here? He's saying that the spirit of fear, to be led and controlled by fear, is not of God. God's given us a spirit of power and love and self-control. You see, fear in this equation that he's talking about is just an emotion. It's part of being a human being, nothing more. But living under the spirit of fear is like trying to predict the future when you and I accumulate information from the past or from negative thoughts that go through our brain, and we can easily become obsessed 
with the news or the current events or natural disasters and things that's going on in our world and we begin to think about the worst and predict the worst. And a spirit of fear can grab a hold of us and it'll rob you of your life. It'll rob you of hope. It'll rob you of joy. Reminds me of the Super Bowl, 51. It's when the Atlanta Falcons held a 28 to three lead over the New England Patriots. Think of that, in the third quarter of the game. Now, if you were to accumulate the facts at that moment and of the past, then you would probably come to the conclusion that, you know what, let's just turn off the game. It's over. They're not going to win. After all, no team had come back from a deficit like that in a Super Bowl. No one has. What would be the point except the fact that Tom Brady had a record-breaking fourth quarter? The New England Patriots scored an unprecedented 25 points in one and a half quarters. Think of that. You remember that? And they won the game in overtime, the first Super Bowl overtime win. It's incredible. So let me ask you a question. What facts are you accumulating from your past in the present that makes you fearful about your future? You see, are you on the verge of an assumption of how things are going to happen and end up? Have you been tempted to give up on that marriage, that job, or maybe that son, that daughter, your kids? Are you accumulating facts of your fears from the past and you're beginning to make assumptions about the future? Is there a possibility that you really are living under the spirit of fear, one that God has not given you? And maybe you need to stop and you need to realize that God has given you a spirit of power and love and of self-control and that fear is not of him, that you need to move from fearing the wrong thing to fearing the right thing? Is that you? Is that you? You see, the effects of fear is that it stops us from a number of different things. When you live under the spirit of fear, it stops you from feeling good, from doing good, from trusting God, from building relationships. It impacts how we parent. It impacts our marriage, how we relate to our spouse, how we relate to our kids. It keeps us up at night. It impacts how we lead. And Jesus understood this battle. And while he was here on earth, one of his priorities was to be able to train and teach his disciples and the people who were following him how not to be afraid, how not to be afraid. He knew that it would be the one thing that could keep them from not reaching their potential and obeying and trusting God. He knew that it could keep them from experiencing every good thing that he had for them. And so he would consistently address the disciples over and over again on this subject of fear. He knew it would be their greatest hurdle. They were familiar with the writings in the book of Proverbs of where Solomon said it like this, the fear of human opinion disables. It causes you and I to fall apart, to come unglued. It paralyzes us. 
but trusting in God protects you from that. And so Jesus was constantly training and teaching them about fear because he knew that they would have to fight people's opinions of what people would say, but that if they would trust God, that he would keep them from that, that, that he would keep them secure and protected. You see, we read in the gospel where Jesus repeatedly says, fear not, fear not, for I am with you. And basically what he's saying is, do not let fear, do not allow fear to control you. And Jesus was constantly saying this. Matthew records a time of where he was training the disciples and those around him. And here's what Jesus had to say. Do not fear those who can kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him, God, okay, who is able to destroy both the soul and body in hell. What he was saying is you have to fear the right thing. If you fear the wrong things, it will paralyze you. It will crush you. It will destroy you, that you need to fear God. You see, it's so easy for you and I to fear people, isn't it? Or, or to fear COVID. And what God wants to say to you and me is, you know what, I want you to fear me. It's not that there's nothing to be afraid of. There's a lot of things in the world to be afraid of. But there's something greater that you and I should fear. And that is God. That is God. And that's his point here. That's what he's dialing in. And then he gets real personal. He says this, are not two sparrows sold for a cent and yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father? Goes on and he says, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not, there's our word, fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. What's he saying here? Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Do not be afraid. God considers you extraordinary. God considers you precious. God considers you valuable. It was, it was Jesus's way of saying that God is personal, that he knows your name. If he knows the hairs on your head, if he knows the sparrow that falls to the ground, he knows your circumstances and he's concerned about you. He's concerned about your life. He knows what's going on and he cares. He deeply cares. And for many of us, in the deepest valley that maybe we've ever experienced. We're facing this thing called fear and it overwhelms us. And Jesus would want you to know that you can have confidence that God knows what you're going through. He'll never forsake you. And that he wants you to experience that confidence. He wants you to be brave. He wants to give you that courage. And so Jesus says, rest assured, God knows. He knows and he cares. Even when things don't go according to your plan, even when your plans fall apart, even when your prayers, quote unquote, go on unanswered, you can trust him because you know that he cares. He cares. And so when we're afraid, sometimes there's something to be afraid of. And so what we need to do, though, is we need to shift our focus and our mindset from that which is happening to us 
to the one who is with us. His name is Jesus. Because if we're not careful, we can focus on the wrong things. And we need to get our eyes off of the wrong things and on the right thing. Now, what we need to understand is that fear is a permanent part of our life, of our human experience. It just is. And there's lots of ways in which people try to cope with fear. But really, there's only one way that can dispel all fear. And that's to fear God. That's to fear God. If you don't want fear to control you, then you and I are called to fear the almighty God. And now there's a couple of things that we need to learn from this. We need to fear God's position. That's what it means to fear God. You see, we can forget who God ultimately is. You know, we we can think he's our buddy or he's the man upstairs. But the fact of the matter is he is God. He is God. Listen, one of my best friends growing up happened to be my dad. He was loving, he was kind, he was gracious, he was generous, he was all of that. But you know what, listen, I never forgot that he was my father. I never forgot the position that he held. And you better believe that he was a man of his word. And I had a healthy fear of him. I knew if he said something, he was going to follow through on it. And I didn't take it lightly at all because I knew that he had the authority, that he was in charge, that he called the shots. You know, over the last 35 years here at New Point, people will say, hey, Dwight, what should I call you? Should I call you reverend? I say, ah, let's don't go with that. How about pastor? Okay, maybe pastor. Or you can just call me Dwight. I'm okay with that, any of that, okay? But what you need to realize is this. I am the senior leader here. And though I wanna be your friend, I do hold a position of where I need to make decisions in the best interest of New Point. And so never forget that. Never forget that. And so we need to fear God's position. Yes, he's our friend, but he's almighty God. We also need to fear God's power. Fear God's power. Think of it. Jesus said, don't fear the one who can just kill the body, but that's it. Fear the one who can kill the body and put the soul in hell. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. Now, one of the great things about our relationship with God when we trust Jesus Christ as the forgiver of our sins and the leader of our life is that he's the creator of the universe. Everything that you see, the sun, the moon, the stars, all of that, the rolling hills, the ocean, all of that, he created them with just his spoken word, just with his voice. And it's impossible for you and I to comprehend all that he is and that he's holy and that he's righteous and that he's completely separated from sin. He's an all-powerful God. He's the God of everything. The Bible says that the earth and the mountains, they quake and they fall before him because his power is that great. And knowing this is an incredible encouragement when we understand that he's for us and he's not against us that he loves us, that he's bigger than our imagination. And he calls you and I sons and daughters. He calls us friend. Here's what Proverbs has to say. It's incredible what, 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 we, what we have here. He says that the fear of God is knowing what he can do, okay? The fear of God leads us to what? Life, bringing security and protection from harm. And so what we need to understand is that when we fear God, when we fear God, we fear his position, we fear his power. But the good news is we fear him because he protects us. 
He protects us. The fear of the Lord leads to what? Life. The fear of God leads to safety. Proverbs 19.23 says this. It says, the fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing what? Security and protection from harm. When we fear him, okay, what happens is we have a sense of protection because we know that he's greater than anything. And when you live life, okay, in that way, all the other fears begin to subside. Here's what else it says. It goes on to say, when you live a life of abandoned love, surrendered before the awe of God, here's what you can experience. Abundant life, continual protection, and complete satisfaction. That's what the fear of God gives you and I. It gives us protection, but it does more than that. It gives us a perspective. You see, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And when we fear God, we have his protection because he allows us to see things from his perspective. And when you and I see as God sees, we will do what God says. And so we get God's perspective on life. And this means that I can know what to avoid and I can know what to embrace. And so the fear of God brings protection, but it also brings provision. And this is incredible, okay? It brings provision. The psalmist writes it this way. says, the fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him, what's it say? Lack nothing. See, God not only protects us, but God provides for us. God is committed to providing for you, your financial needs, your relational needs, your spiritual needs, your emotional needs. What I want you to understand today is this, the fear of God should drive us to God, not away from God, because he wants to protect you. He wants to provide for you, and it's all because of his love. He loves you with an everlasting love, an everlasting love. John talks about this when he writes this. He says, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's how much God loves you. He sent his son to die for you so that you could have a relationship with him. He goes on to say, there is no fear in this kind of love, okay? But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with what? Punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. You see, what, what happens is when we don't experience the love of God, we won't fear God. We, we won't be in awe of him. And we won't experience that protection. We won't experience that provision. And so what happens is fear will govern our lives. It will take control of us. And so what you fear ultimately will become your master. What you fear will ultimately control you, and it will affect everything that you do. It'll affect everything that you think about. Whatever you fear will become your master. It'll become, quote, unquote, your Lord. So what do you do with fear? What do you do with fear? Well, your fear will subside when you shift your focus from what is happening around you and even to you, to the one who is in you. And his name's Jesus, and he'll make you brave. His power, his protection, his provision is greater than anything that you or I will ever have to face or deal with. 
And so today, you know what? There are some things to fear. But if you fear the right person, if you fear God, then all of those other fears will take their right place in life. And you won't be controlled by a spirit of fear. You won't allow the accumulation of facts and data and your past and what you're going through to control you and paralyze you and rob you of joy and life and peace. But you'll fear the one who protects and provides. And his name is Jesus. That's why he makes life better. And he makes us better at life. You know why? Because he makes us brave. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that we live in a fallen world. And yes, there is a sense of healthy fear. And sometimes there are things to be afraid of. But you need to be the center of everything. When we fear you and we're in awe of you because of your position, because of your power, then all these other fears take their rightful place in our life and they don't control us. So God, today, may you become the center of our life. May you become the focus of our life. May we fear you and in fearing you, we will experience a freedom and a love and a joy and a peace that we've never had before. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are the almighty one. We thank you that you are the all-powerful one. And we fear you today in Jesus' name, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.